From the mind of a Chicago media vet comes a longtime podcast in the making. Why? What have you heard? She's been heard, seen, and she's never been one to hold anything back. This is still America, and we can still have our opinions. The Jill Urchak Show, the podcast. And you may have heard me if you were stuck in traffic. Unfiltered, uncensored, and where nothing is off topic. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. It's not a big deal. And now, from the south side of Chicago, your host, Jill Urchak. Welcome to the Jill Urchak Show. I'm pretty excited about my next guest because he's hilarious, number one. And normally I would do the bio first, but I have to read the bio he sent me because <laughs> I, I know there's truth in it, but it's too funny. So I'm going to try to read this verbatim. Here is what this lovely man has sent me. Bio. <clears throat> Bruce Wolf is a Chicago TV radio legend. That's true. According to his Twitter bio, who worked for WXRT, WLUP, and WLS Radio, as well as the local Fox and NBC TV stations during an illustrious career that, alas, came up two days shy of qualifying him for entry in the Chicago Television Academy's prestigious Silver Circle. He is best known for his sportscaster character, Chet Chit Chat. He also practiced law <laughs> in three different, And when I first read this, eras of his career, the last one going on right now. I shouldn't be laughing. You may be in something. He shot an 82 at White Deer Run Golf Course from the White Tees a couple of weeks ago. He is married, five children, eight grandchildren, and will never get past page 200 of Infinite Jest. That is a bio. Well, thank you. Thank you. So let's break this down, Bruce. Let's okay. So, what's true and what's not true? What is true? I know. I don't uh, believe. You know, oh, I think ahead. I'm actually three days shy of being in. the I knew there circle. was a lie in there. Yeah, Gosh darn so. it! Yeah. <laughs> no, you and I. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've been known to have fun at some radio parties. I don't think I ever officially met you. I don't think we have ever met. Okay. I've heard you over low these many years mm-hmm. on several different stations, but I I. Have we ever worked together? No. Maybe. I, never. Okay. And I would remember because with all, especially with all the sportscasters being on the score all those years. Right. Um, even just the, the radio stations that you had mentioned, I guess we just did not cross paths. That's it's unbelievable considering all the different places that we both have worked. Mm-hmm. At some point, we should have collided. Yeah. Well, who knew that of all the gin joints in the world, <laughs> it would be... On your own podcast. On uh, my podcast. Well, I am. Uh, thank yeah. you. I'm honored to have you on. So thank you. Well, that's. I'm honored to be on your show. Now, how thank long you. you, you're welcome. You've been doing this for a very long time. <laughs> I'm not calling you old because yeah. I've been doing this since 94. Yeah. I'm old. Uh, straight 94, out of. 94, you're a kid. Oh, you're my gosh. The first job I got in commercial radio was in 1976. And it was Athletes' Feats on WXRT. It was a once-a-week feature, which blossomed into a twice-a-week feature, which blossomed into five days a week, which blossomed into me leaving uh, for WLUP, much to the chagrin of Terry Hemmert, who was kind of ticked off at me at the time. Okay. Uh, and uh, But then she, we made up. Okay. And then I worked for The Loop, and uh, you know, from there it snowballed. Doesn't it? I try to tell people your first job is the most important, even if you're doing what you don't want to do aside of cleaning bathrooms, which may turn some people on. I cleaned bathrooms at uh, the preschool education center on main street in Skokie, a job I inherited from my best friend. He's still my best friend. Uh, But he went off to college and I cleaned uh, the bathrooms at a a preschool as, and uh, you know, clean the floors and everything. And I would listen on uh, 
Sundays or, or during the weekdays to the young hip disc jockey on WBBM FM named uh, Bob Surratt. Wow. <laughs> so you were cleaning bathrooms just not at the radio station. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would have been great. Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. Are you? Oh, wow. I tell people, well, b- being the way this business is, it's um, a lot of stuff that you're cleaning half the time. Uh, <laughs> not, you know, you get knocked around. And you said you've been doing this since, what, 77? 76 was the first commercial job. I mean, you oh know, I had... Oh, my gosh. Uh, what were you, five? Station and I'm sorry, what? You had to be five. You look way I too was. young. Well, you know, and I also, you know, I, I, I got married very young. Of course, I was trying to get a twofer there because I, I uh, had my bar mitzvah, and then the next day I used the same suit to get married. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. I get it. <laughs> so, yeah. I, no, I, I did. Well, thank you that I... I, I uh, I still kind of look young for my age. I, I want to think when I was young, I really looked young and imagine me trying to persuade a jury uh, that my client uh, was uh, deserved a lot of money. And they would say, like, who's that kid standing there? So oh, I, I OK. And in the law for a while. Well, it gets you out of yeah. jury duty. But um, <laughs> right. Oh, oh, sure. You're underage. Right. I actually served on a jury, a federal jury. And uh, I was the foreperson of the jury. It was kind of neat that they, because there were some smart people on there, and I got to say <laughs> guilty 27 times in a federal courtroom. So, and I thought, you know, I thought the the uh, defendants at first were terrorists, but they were just uh, uh, shop owners uh, trying to defraud the government. But um, I, yeah, I was, I was actually on a jury once. See, this is terrible. I, was, I wasn't chosen. I went one time, and I remember looking at the guy who walked in. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, my God, he's guilty. And, I, and then I thought to myself, because <laughs> he looked scary. I said, you know what, Jill? Because <laughs> I try not to judge people. So, sure. But your first instinct, you know, you got to hear evidence. Luckily, they didn't yeah. pick me. But, yeah, yeah, that was my first thought. Yeah, oh, my right. God, he did it. Throw the book at him. Mm-hmm. You don't want me on your jury. Uh, no, I, my first job was, do you remember the Wabbit? And I do not have a speech impediment. 103.9 <laughs> in Elgin. What? In Elgin, yeah, no, it was, I don't remember it. It was one rock. what one what point one o three point nine. Right, it I was. Mean, in, my wife had a fever of that yesterday. Oh, I, I don't remember. I don't. I don't. It was so. What kind of station was it? It Was rock. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Elgin. Right. But I actually I take that back. I first started when it was Metro Networks, Networks before it was Shadow Networks, oh, wow. which is now Total yeah. Traffic. Yeah, you just, you know, you just, it's, I tell people radio and TV, it's like incest. You just go through the revolving door. It's, it's, you know, I lasted a long time at, at several places, but even I wound up getting bounced around and had, you know, I, I consider what right now my, my third bout of unemployment, which happens to be terminal. Uh, and, and I'm so unemployed in broadcasting that I'm actually employed as a lawyer because you know, I had oh. to do something. So. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just uh, nobody, nobody wanted me anymore. But I you want you, Bruce. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, I love that. No, you know that. what? I remember I was on Squirrel Radio. <laughs> this was, I think it was in Sycamore. I'm not joking. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You were on Rabbit Radio and on <laughs> Squirrel Radio? I'm Did sensing a theme. Do these uh, well, I'm sensing a theme. I mean, you're basically a rodent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but a lovely rodent. Oh, thank so, you. This is squirrel. Rodent. I didn't even realize that I was. I was. Okay. I'm sure there are more animals I've been on. Oh, that didn't sound right. Anyway, so <laughs> it was this. I think it was in like Sycamore or Sandwich or somewhere out there. And at the time, I was doing these little weather updates from the traffic places straight out of Columbia College. And I remember the guy saying to me, "You know, Jill." At the time, he might have been in his fifties. I thought he was ancient, and now that's me. Sure. Ancient, you know, Chinese secret. He said. Yeah. What you're doing is what I'm doing, and you just came straight out of school. We're probably getting paid the same. I didn't understand what he was saying at the time. Now, right. unfortunately, I do. He's like, and you just you just keep going around the the hamster wheel. And I thought, oh, another animal. There we and, go. Oh wait, I mean, your last I name is say it. your last name is Wolf. <laughs> so but if you, you if, if you mention a ferret in, in the next twenty seconds, a duck is going to drop down and give you fifty dollars. I don't know, Mister so. Wolf. <clears throat> there you go. So, but yeah, I, I you know, and I thought, what what the hell is this guy talk, talking about? Yeah. Now I get it. He's you, right. Yeah. It is hard because, and then I've had guys tell me, you're always wanted, I'm talking about radio people, you're always right. wanted until they have to pay you. And isn't that true? Uh, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm finding that more and more. I, mean, I was talking to a, a friend of mine who used to be in uh, TV and he was like doing, um, you know, a little uh, once a week or so hit on uh, a station that should rename, remain uh, nameless except at 720 on your dial. And uh, they... And then he he wanted to get paid, and they said, "Oh well, we don't pay contributors." So, <laughs> well, well, I mean, how dare you want to pay your bills? Right. I mean, wow. it's just that's the that's the business now. It's so democratized uh, thanks to podcasts. I, I think there are like four million podcasts. Sure, there in the United are. States. So, I mean, what's the difference between a podcast and? Uh, in the middays on WGN radio. I don't think that there's much or not as much as there used to be. So no. And for people like us who've been doing this a long time at first, when podcast came out and I'm ashamed to say, I'm like, Oh God, these things suck. They'll never go anywhere. Here I am on the Jill Urchek show. But you know, because I went, when you go to school, I mean, going to Columbia, I don't know what you thought you were going to be, Bruce, but I thought I was going to be like the next Patty Hayes, for, for those who don't know. She had this real deep voice on WCKG, oh, yeah. but so she was not scratchy. very was so nice to me. Yeah. Sensual. Yeah. But I, she, I, I knew Patty Hayes. Yeah. Well, and, she, I mean, I worked with her at The Loop and she was very nice. And I, again, I wish I had her pipes. <laughs> I, I I really could have gone far. I mean, nah, nah. You know, it's, it hurts me to even try to imitate her. But yeah, she was. Yeah, was she part of? See, before the, I know before the loop, uh, ninety-seven point nine was called WSDM, which stands for Smack Dab in the Middle of the Dial, and it was they had all female um, jacks. Really? When was what oh, year yeah. was this? I only remember this the is, loop. Well, I mean, the loop didn't come around until. 70s. The early late seventies or okay. early eighties, and yeah, before that it was WSDM, and now oh, of course wow. it's Christian rock. Right. Uh, I was on the last Loop uh, broadcast. Were uh, you? Steve, Steve Dahl hosted it, and uh, I was on the last one, and uh, it, and it was it you know it was it was, it was a little teary eyed kind of thing, but it was fun. It was fun. It, nothing lasts. So no, <laughs> no, nothing lasts. I mean, the Loop. I was on. I did traffic with Eddie Webb. For a while, okay. and then, yeah, and Rock 103.5 and The Blaze and all that stuff. I mean, you they went were right down the dial. I went, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really did just the good thing about traffic. I don't know, I, I get a lot of flack, like, oh, all you do is 
talk about roads, I want to say to people, okay, you sit behind a mic and talk with all these different personalities, some cool, some not, some crazy, you can't see them. See how you gel, make your mistakes public. You go and you talk about the Edens and the Kennedy and the Eisenhower, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I was a traffic reporter for a short time on television. Okay. Oh, uh, television. All right. And, uh, and you know how they stand in front of the green screen? So I hard. Actually, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't either. I, I couldn't, and I also didn't go in a helicopter. I, they never asked me, but I would have been too afraid to, to be yeah. in a helicopter. Yeah. So basically, I mean, what did I do? Well, I stood there and I tried to be funny every traffic report, but it'll wear you down. I mean, I was doing like, the, they were on the fives on Channel 5. And mm-hmm. So you come on every 10 minutes or something. Well, you know, they have the graphics and, and there's only so many times you can say, oh, uh, traffic... Uh, Right by my accountant's uh, office on the Eden Zatui is uh, you know, 20, yeah. 20 minutes into the junction. And there's only so many jokes that, that you're going to have and it just wears you down. So basically, I just tried to do the traffic real, real fast. And my mm-hmm. and my boss actually liked that because I got out of the way, especially at like five o'clock in the morning when you're doing the traffic. Yeah. And there's no traffic. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't so start till that. six. Yeah. So I know I know well, what that's like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's brain surgery, but you also, you know, it's fun to be a part of so many stations. I was able to be on a lot of good stations because of it. Now, I tried out with my husband, Dan Levy, for CBS2, okay? I was terrified. Okay. I'm a girl who likes to be behind the mic. I like to flip people off. I can't do that on camera. I'm animated. Sure. If yeah. I'm like, you know, swearing at you with just my lips, you can't do that on TV. No, so. No. I remember the guys like, oh, are you Jill Urchek from WBBM? We're so honored. I'm like, honored? I thought I was going to poop in my <laughs> pants, Bruce. So then when I stood there, right is left and left is right, kind of like politics right now. And mm-hmm. every time I thought I was pointing right to the map, I was going oh, left. I think I put oh, a curse right. or a spell on some of these people with all the moves I was doing. I said, this is not like, yeah, that's how it's hard that to stand hard. in front of the green screen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was able to get away with it, you know, without without actually actually doing it. So, I, yeah, I know that. So, yeah, you got It's like anything else. You got to practice at it. And, um, you know, I mean, one of the problems is, is that I really wasn't too into it because I figured on TV, you know, I even asked this question. I mean, how many people have um, television sets in their cars? So, so right, uh, right. I, so not too many then, maybe right. more now. But um, yeah, so you know, in radio, I could un- I could understand it. Yeah, I mean, this industry though, do you? It's changed so much. I feel like when I used to watch WKRP as a kid, that's the kind of radio I wanted to get into. You know, I was going to change rock, sure. so it made sense. Whatever changing rock means, that I was going to do it, and then I was. So it was the late 90s, in my opinion, is when it started changing, where the old fun radio I grew up with and listening to, you know, uh, the top 10 or Casey Kasem and all that, which I loved because I'm a music geek. Sure. I was on it. I still listen to him on the weekends. So do you I. Know, they, they, they play, <laughs> so, you know, the top songs of 1975. I love it. And, and then you have here, here, love will keep us together, which was the song that my wife and I heard the entire summer that we got married. So, you know, you, you, yeah, I, I still listen to Casey Kasem. You gotta <laughs> love Captain and Neil. Yeah. And it brings back memories to me. So I feel like I started when radio was still a different f- form than it is now. Mm-hmm. How did it start changing in the late uh, 90s to you? Oh, how did it start changing? Um, Less creativity. This is how I felt. Less creativity. It started getting a little more um, slowly 
not the spiral we're now politically correct. It started okay. changing more being farmed out and not like really being a part of a station. It just changed. Well, I'm talking from the traffic angle. So it's probably different than what you experienced. It just the fun. I was losing a lot of the fun. I had fun on everything I've done actually, but it felt different and things were more can't say that can't do that. Uh, I wanted the, I like real. I like funny. I, I don't want to be put it this way. I'm not a yes woman. I'm mm-hmm. not going to sit there and laugh <laughs> if you're not funny. See, that's why I wouldn't want to work with you because uh, <laughs> I need the yes word. Yeah, but you- uh, I once sat in uh, for Jonathan Brandmeier, I and mean, this is like 84. And just to make sure that it was going to be a success, I actually made a recording of the newsman Buzz Kilman's laugh. Oh, I like Buzz. Okay. And, right. And Buzz has a great infectious uh, laugh. And, um, uh, and I, I actually Buzz was live on the show, but just in case he didn't laugh, I had a recording of him laughing and would play it. And, you know, he actually laughed at the fact that I was playing a recording of a, of him laughing. But, yeah, you need to. I mean, I, I worked with the, I worked with a guy over at WIND who's, you know, the morning guy, Dan Prof. Oh, yeah. You know, the really station I'm on now. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing. I mean. I, I would do stuff and he would never laugh at anything. So I would, so I, I basically asked him if he could laugh. And he said, okay, sure. Yeah. But all you have to do is ask. So well, that's uh, true. Yeah, it was fine that way. But um, no, I, uh, so I, you know, I, and I, I'm not, I don't normally, I'm not a good audience either. I don't like, to, I mean, I like to judge whether something's funny, but I don't, I don't support anybody because basically I'm envious of people who are funny and, uh, you know, I want to be funnier than they are. I'm very competitive. So, uh, yeah, I'm a terrible audience. So I, I like, you know, so, yeah, I we, we, we would not gel together <laughs> unless you genuinely thought that I was. Funny. But you are funny. That's why I well, read your bio. You. That's why I was like, I know there's truth in here, but it was just the way it was written was hilarious. Mm. And your tweets are funny because. You say it like it is. Let's talk about this if you're cool with it. Um, no, I'd, I'd rather not stand behind my tweets. Uh, I'd rather not. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you don't want to own them. I get it. I don't want to own, own up. But go ahead. All right. No. Challenge me. I'm, I'm not in Facebook. I'll just deny that I said you, it. Even though it's <laughs> oh, no, you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not okay. me. Um, okay. You can identify as anything you want there, Bruce. So, okay. yeah, I mean, what the hell? I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. Okay, when okay. I went to my little Columbia College, not such a sure. little college, I was no. very serious, and I remember we had newspapers. Go figure. Um, yeah. Check, recheck your sources, make sure they're factual before you put them out there. Blah blah right. blah. You don't have to go to school to figure out that would be the case, but that's not the case, Bruce. No, 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 no. Now okay. you can read a menu from mcdonald's pass it off as fact and health food sure. and don't get me wrong i like mcdonald's me too. and yeah. <laughs> I, I people believe it is gospel and i think we're in a crap mess right now any thoughts okay. uh well i i think i think i actually think things are better now than they used to in ancient days and by ancient days i mean like the 1960s or mm. whatever um because it's we we've democratized the media so you have many many more sources uh, and somewhere in there, you're going to find the truth or you're going to have, you know, look, I'm a lawyer right now. And how do you get to the truth in the law? You have the jury system and it's adversarial. You have the plaintiffs against the defense. Uh, and that's 
it's not some omniscient presence like a Walter Cronkite who's going to tell you what the truth is. And I don't think he necessarily did. So it's better to do it this way. It's it's messy, but it's better to do. And of course, you're going to get a lot of bad sources, but you know, you have you have to weigh these things. And so, I mean, I think it's much, much better than it used to be. Of course, because it's been democratized, uh, each individual job is probably worth less money. So that's why people are bailing <laughs> out of the system and uh and it, it, it's not that easy to get really good work but yeah, there's but, some people are you know like uh, joe rogan or whatever mm-hmm. I mean, those, right. those kinds of people but what about the i've sex- never listened to i have never listened Me to either I, yeah i mean a part of it's envy uh you know but but part of it is i the great thing is is that now you can be so selective and maybe you're selective to a fault and you're you're not allowing uh, other other uh, sources to come into your life and enlighten you and you're and you're closed off a little bit but you have these go-to places that you didn't have before because you know we were forced to watch uh, the 10 o'clock news with Floyd Kelber but that so. but that's but that's my whole point like when we were just having the 257 all of them you would believe what they told you when you're a kid, the news said it, so it's true. I right. 100% agree with you with the sources. Let me tell you, besides a few select stations like the one I work for, WIND, I don't trust any. I get my own news from other sources, like you were saying. Uh, right. What, people call them truthers. I call them truthers. But I, but I go and I discern and I investigate and I'm not just going to believe it. But I think it's a disservice when a lot of these stations all over the world i'm not just talking about chicago are giving false information and then people are believing it or being censored because you perhaps find a different way of putting it out there it's like really last i checked i was a free american and if i don't like ketchup are you going to censor me because quite honestly i i don't like ketchup and I won't not be even censored. On a hot dog? Not on a not hot a dog. Revolutionary? Not, no, 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 no. <laughs> I go revolutionary. I'll go plain. But oh, okay. see, I don't. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. I, the censoring and the people are confused. People are confused yeah. of what to believe, and that that's the tragedy is what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sorting itself out. I mean, this is relatively new. I mean, I I remember watching the uh, last Super Bowl the Bears were in. In uh, 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 on a TV set that wasn't high definition, <laughs> and that wasn't too many years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all changing. The technology is changing a lot. And we're trying to figure out, you know, how to how to deal with it and make it so that Facebook doesn't rule the world, or you know, or, or Twitter. And um, it, you know, it's 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 going to be an, an evolving thing, and there's going to be a lot of bad things. And now I sound like a mealy mouth politician. So look what's happened to me. Look no, no, I, I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I asked you because having done this for so long, I've. I think it's great for people getting into radio or TV, having this technology to do it. Everyone can have a platform. Everyone should have a platform. A little insulting that I spent all that money on college, but good for them. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? We had three kids who went to Columbia College. Did you? What did they go uh, for? Well, they were all like music and, you know, art, art okay. artistic. And, uh, you know, uh, but, um, and, it, and I love Columbia College's graduation ceremonies they the were graduation <laughs> ceremonies that you could have. were Earth, they still fire were at my older daughter's graduation i didn't 
didn't have that. Earth, wind, and fire. Oh my gosh! And they didn't sing September. You know, body. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't sing it, but the Columbia College group sang it and sounded just as good as Earth, wind, and fire. So, <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh! You know, graduations are normally very stifling, yes. boring yes. things, but they had the best graduations. Now, was that worth the money that <laughs> you spent? I, I don't know. Yeah. But it was uh, it was one heck of a great. It was there were you know a couple of great graduations there. What I remember was my mom, my sisters went to UIC. I didn't know what to expect after graduation. Well, actually, during it, people were, I guess they were just hitting a volleyball or a balloon, and it was going mm-hmm. through the crowd. And I'm like, okay. And my mom, she's like, that was the. I think she was stoned after that. She said that was the weirdest thing I ever sat through. Well, mom. Oh. You know, you have to be creative, mom. Yeah, like, yeah. who am I? <laughs> right. She only had six kids and made our clothes when we were babies. But you know what, mom? Six you need to- kids. And what number were you? Six. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Doesn't the that explain? Of six. Uh-huh. Five oh. girls and one boy. And before you oh, ask, my. the boy was the oldest. I think oh. it's... You know what? People stopped asking if it was my brother. They The teachers would ask, what I mean, is you it? you dwarfed the Von Trapp family. Oh, you- I mean, that was... Hey, you said you had five. Uh, we do. Yeah. And that's a lot. That is a lot. Six is, six is more. Six is more. And there was once a, a movie called With Six You Get Egg Roll. I, think. I love I egg think rolls. It was about a five. There you go. It was, uh, I think it was a story. Or Cheaper by the Dozen was another one uh, about big families. But yeah, I like big families. I do too. Um, I, you know, my, my whole philosophy was always, um, you know, as a parent, that I mean, you only have so much love to give, mm-hmm. and you just divvy it up and ignore. If you ignore everybody equally, uh, you know they don't feel cheated. Sure. So you're <laughs> that that's hey, how, the math I could six, follow. You were the baby, though. You were the baby, though. So were you spoiled? I mean, are are, are there no pictures of you because everybody got tired? You pretty uh, much said it. I wasn't spoiled. I yeah. will have to say, my parents obviously lax in a few rules because that just happens naturally. Because yeah. they, you know, I have one child, so everything is new in the first with him. That's it. Right. There's right. no, you know, but my one sister, my oldest sister, she used to always say, well, you're spoiled. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mom and dad were on me constantly. Like oh, I was really? not. Oh, yeah. But they were they were good. I'd say strict parents, but I'm glad because well, I more credit to them to having the energy through the sixth child. Oh, yeah. Because, no, I they mean, were on me. me. We just, I mean, we we're just, you know, sagging at that point. So, <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't. Wait, what was sagging at that point? Uh, <laughs> after after five, you'd be sagging at that point. <laughs> Lots of things are sagging uh, <laughs> after uh, after five kids. But um, no, it's uh, it, it, it takes an awful lot of energy. Where, where are there? Are there photos of you, though? I mean, honestly, usually, well, that, usually that's the thing that not really not that much. Yeah, child. not yeah. that much. Right. Now, granted, yeah. with cell phones, Bruce, come on. Yeah, there's right, there's. Right. But you weren't a child in the cell phone era. No, we had the the Polaroid. uh, The loud Polaroid. You know, the noise it made. And then you're like, I think I have glaucoma. Yeah. And (laughs) so I I would ask my mom, all right, where am I in this one? I don't know. Okay, where am I in this one? I don't know. There are pictures. I do exist. I have fingerprints and footprints. Sure. So I'm wondering if because, you know, you felt a little invisible as a sixth child and Mm -hmm. that's only natural that you felt 
that you were drawn to broadcasting because of that? That's a good, serious question. Now, if you and be- that will cost you fifty dollars, and if you, I don't have fifty dollars, I'm in oh, radio. Okay. But if you right. believe, <laughs> and there is something to the hierarchy, I believe of oldest to youngest. Yeah. I will say they do say the youngest are the most outgoing, and I am out of the family. The most hmm, interesting. I am. I'm the most. I I would say outspoken for sure. Our youngest is maybe the most personable. You know, very uh, okay. That makes affectionate sense. And uh, yeah, that's right because they they kind of get subsumed or whatever mm-hmm. you know, by the rest of the rest of the family. So so there you go. Well, and also when I remember when I was about six i think i was around six or seven and we will rock you was one of my favorite songs and i was hearing it when it first came out of course so we have the tape recorder for those of you that under that remember the tape recorder and i used right. to practice doing commercials on there and funny like what was the commercial that you practiced i remember it i still have i still have that <laughs> tape tylenol but what i did was i said i said if you tylenol take, now with a safe cap if you, you don't want to get poisoned like they just did three years ago or something whatever oh this but, oh god that was years ago yeah no i yeah. said <laughs> if you take this you'll get a headache i reversed it I made the pills oh, give you a headache. You're a little wise. You're a little wise and high. Wise, low wise. Yeah. I but, had a chi- I had a station when I was a kid. It was called WSOB. <laughs> and it was the the SOB standard for Steeler of Broadcasters. Sure. Because I was taping other people like Larry Lujak okay. and using some of their stuff. So yes. I felt I was stealing things. And I also called us it, it, back in the old days. There was WCFL, which was the I remember voice that. of labor. Mm-hmm. It was the voice of labor because the, they were owned by CFL stood for Chicago Federation of Labor. Oh, and um, so, but I WSOB was the voice of a pregnant woman's labor. <laughs> so that would yep. be, that yeah. would be it. Well, we didn't have, we should have had the Tylenol sponsorship where they give you a headache. Yeah. I, w- I wish we'd had it. We would have worked very well. Uh, as children together. See, see, yeah. and I would say, and my friend Harriet, my childhood friend, she'd say, oh, I think I'm getting a headache. And I would be on there saying, oh, then you should take these pills. Boom, boom, boom. They're giving you a bigger headache. And and we would crack up. And then I'd say, you know, sure, this is Jill Urchak and this is foreigner cold as ice. You know, that's where my future <laughs> rock self was coming into play. And so did I- you hit the post? On, I did uh, hit the post in my head. You hit the post. Yeah, in, in your my head. head. You hit in the, my you head. Hit the post. Mm-hmm. Look, I worked with Steve Dahl on the radio, and on the air, he would play trying to hit the post <laughs> just to see how good he was yeah because it's fun to hit the post it is because sometimes yeah, yeah. and for people don't that don't know what that right. means you're you're talking over the intro of the song which gotta stop when the lyrics stop so right. you're trying to say something be funny say the call letters and stop talking it's been a good time for me i did a little bit of television did not like it what do you like better radio or television you know people would always ask me that and uh i would always try to be evasive um but you know why do i need to be evasive now i mean they both television was more glamorous Mm -hmm, for sure and um but you know i got to do more in radio so (laughs) it was it was more creative for me um yeah, but but I, I actually was lucky because I kept failing and kept losing jobs, but each succeeding job was better, and it was a good thing that I got fired. Like, I got fired by Channel 32 after 18 and a half years there, and I thought it was the end, and then I wound up going to Channel 5, which was a great experience, and I'm glad I had that experience. And I, 
you know, got let go there. But I mean, I did a show at 4.30 in the morning called Barely Today on Channel 5. And it was so much fun to do. And it only lasted four and a half months, but it was... You know, I mean, I don't want to say anything on local TV is revolutionary, but it was it was different, and they've never had anything like it since. But um, and I learned so much from that. I mean, I learned a lot by being Steve Dahl's partner earlier. I learned a lot of barely today, and then I got to be a host with Dan Proft on WLS. Yes, and mm-hmm. that was probably the best thing that I ever did. It Mm -hmm. was the last thing that I did. I mean, since then, I've done some. You know, I've done fill-ins and things like that, and. I've even got my own podcast right now, but, but it was really good. It was kind of the culmination. And, um, you know, I, I, to be honest, you know, at some point I even told him, you know, uh, that I was a little bit tired of what we were doing. Fortunately, we then both got fired, but, mm-hmm. but no, um, I get that. But, but, um, you know, we would interview like Larry Kudlow, the, you know, the, who turned out to be, uh, Trump's later would become Trump's uh, chief economic mm-hmm. advisor. And we'd inter- interview him every day, every week, but it was the same interview every week. Or, uh, and we'd interview all these uh, political luminaries and it just got a little repetitious okay. for me. And, and, um, you know, I mean, there's that cycle that you, you've got to go through on, especially in morning radio where you, you've got, you know, a five minute segment and then you've got traffic and weather and, and, and then you got to go, a bunch of commercials and, and, and keep repeating things. It's like a lazy Susan spinning it around and getting it to, back to the potato salad. So I just, it's, it, it can be a little wearing. I, I do miss it some, but, um, you know, but I did it and I, and I was happy I did it and, and uh, it, it, it was a lot of fun. But you made a really good point. Each, and I agree. Each job I've had, my longest job was, I want to say it was almost 13 years wow. with shadow traffic and, with that, I was on like the big, st- the best time of my life was during that time was uh, the score, the loop, WLS. Wow. I mean, a lot of, yeah, a lot of stations, yeah. some of them. Well, actually, I did a lot of the next media stations. I don't even think that's around anymore, like Joliet Rock stations and all that. All the suburbs, a lot of the ones in Chicago, WGN, but that was after. And now I'm on WIND. But I have enjoyed for different reasons, each station. And I think there's blessings in disguise in every, in life, but especially yeah, when you fail. I mean, you know, it's, you, you learn from it. <laughs> you do. And it, it feels bad at the time. And I'm not saying that, you know, I don't want to be Pollyannish and, and make it sound like, Oh, well, everything uh, or, or like that book that I read twice in the, in the same year in college, uh, Candide, it's the best of all possible worlds, Dr. Pangloss. No, I mean, there are bad things that happen and some things that, you know, leave, scars and all that but it's still you know part of the learning process i even mm-hmm. look back at some of the horrible things and you know either kind of laugh at them and i certainly didn't at the time or um just uh, think hey it was just part of growing up or whatever and um and uh you know now i'm, I'm probably as anxious as i've ever been and uh, but I, th- I thought boy at this point you're supposed to have it made, right? You're on that glide path mm-hmm. to eternity, but, but that's a good way to put it. It, it, it doesn't. It, do, it doesn't. It doesn't really feel like that. But I, I'd hate to go. You know, they say you can't swim in the same river twice. I'm throwing every cliche out. No, there. no, I'm following um, you. But and you can't go home again. You don't really want to do the same thing again. And uh, and and a lot of times you get you get kicked out anyway, so that you're. Uh, not even able to do that same thing over and yeah. over again. You know, I used to watch like 
take a look at uh, Mark Greco on Channel uh, 7 and, and just look at him and, and say, how does he still do that? You know, the same thing over and over again. And I think basically what he did is he offed himself uh, <laughs> by, by yeah. uh, ripping into Cheryl Burton and uh, basically got himself fired, which is probably what he wanted to have happen. No, so. probably. it could. But, but you know what? That, well, that's one way to do it. I mean, I think things happen for a reason. I have a big belief in God. And sometimes, you know, God will just kick you out if you don't have the balls or <laughs> the energy to do it yourself. And that has yeah. happened to me. And then, like you said, then you wind up going, oh, this is great. And I'm, I'll just say I am lucky. I to be able to be with my son while I work because oh, that wonderful. is, that is what I chose. That is what I want. I don't want to be away from him. I have one child, you know, I want him to know who I am right? and I'm not knocking at all because I have to work. And most times both parents have to work. And a lot of times they want to be at home with their kids. It's hard. Yeah. So, but this podcast and I was doing a paranormal one, but I got to be honest with you, Bruce. I love it. I love scary things. I love mm-hmm. horror movies. I think there's something wrong with me. And then one yeah, there day probably is. And we discussed that a little bit earlier. We, being the sixth child and everything. We like did. That. And, 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 and so, so six, you, do you six. believe in all the paranormal? I believe, believe well, I believe in life after death. So if you go with okay. that motto, I have had weird things happen to me. I know tons of people who do. Like Abs- give me one of the weird things that has happened to you so that I won't sleep tonight. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> There's <laughs> I went through a very bad breakup with actually, I won't say the name. I'll just say it was a, a Chicago sports guy. But anyway. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, well, all right. Now. That alone is the paranormal podcast. By sports guy, do you mean like sports broadcaster Uh or sports broadcaster? Yes, will never be named. Did he work on a station that rhymes with boar? Uh, I I lost. I'm a mute. So anyway, it was it was a very it was very. What is Dan Bernstein like (laughs) as a a boyfriend? I imagine he's a little condescending. Oh, he's awesome. (laughs) You like to be ripped. You know, say you're not my intellectual equal. I went to Duke. Oh my God! Okay. I mean, if you like that, hey, like that, everyone, that. everyone's got oh, their, their everyone's got Dan. their their play in the bedroom. Who am I to judge? No. Yeah. So oh, it, wait a minute. Was you it, will was never possibly, ever was know. It Julie DeCaro. You will never. Uh, oh God, no. Were you, you girlfriends? There's nothing wrong. Bruce, with that. you know what? Um, never in a million years for many. Was it reasons. one of the regulars or was it one of like the news guys at the score? I. You know what? You will never get anything out of me. La la la. Do you want I to mean, hear what happened? No. I mean, are you? I mean, did you cause the death of your of, through a broken heart of your boyfriend Les Grabstein? Is that? Oh what yeah, about? I love Les. I me miss too. him. Me oh too. my god. Let's yeah. talk about Les. Not my paranormal because you won't sleep sure. at like, night. Like if you Les isn't the paranormal. S- some Come of on. this stuff. He's probably listening to us right now. God bless beyond. Les. I. We, yeah. You know what? On the score, I have to say. Thanks mm-hmm. to Ron Gleason, I was able to co-host a couple of overnights on the score. And when I wasn't coast, uh, coasting, co-hosting, Les would have me call in, and he knows mm-hmm. I'm a big Sox fan, so we'd fight. And What did you find about with Les? I'll be Les, you be you. Well, okay. okay. We would talk, and he would say- On the line right now is Jill. Les, Les, Jill. Les- you know yep. what? This the White Sox fans are true baseball fans. And I, you know, I don't think they're any better than the Cub fans. Okay, a lot of the Cub fans, Cub fans just fans go have to shown drink. Up, they had 
two million. Yeah, two White mil- Sox fans are fair weather. They don't show up. They, they had, show up. They and had they're under true a million fans, fans in nineteen sixty seven. Oh, the team you're... finished in first place, and I know because I could tell you about every yeah, single game that yeah, was played yeah, that yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And half the okay. people in there don't even know what the heck is going on in baseball. And I don't want to hear less that the bars. Oh, it's in such a bad neighborhood. There are no bars. Are you there to watch a game or are you there to go to the bars? Because if oh, you I, are. I like I like the bars and the ballpark. Just admit and I it. I like to go to 22nd Street. Just admit and, it. And I eat, eat at Mama Bat's restaurant well, that the, closed in 1957. <laughs> but those are the places that I remember. But the, but the White Sox yeah. fans are true Southsiders. We're the best. Bravo. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for Jill. We, 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 the mighty we, Jill art players. We, 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 okay. we, we. So when I saw him, when I was working on US 99 and uh, the score, right before I lost my job with COVID, before I went to IND, I would see yeah. Les in the hallway. And he yeah. would always come up to my hallway. I'm like, what are you doing up here? The score's down there. He's like, I, I, I have right. to use the bathroom. I'm like, I didn't need to know that, but okay. Then he okay. would bust out his phone and anybody who knows Les, God rest his soul, would show me pictures of him and him in Florida and boats and water and look at my dog and I miss him. There was really only he, one last. How did he afford all those flights to ball games and everything like that? I don't know what he was doing. Was, yeah, was he sleeping in the overhead bins uh, as a stowaway? Certainly the, the stations weren't paying for all that. I know. Was, I, I actually watched his funeral on uh, Zoom and his sister was wonderful. She said that... Um, that you know, Les would collect bus transfers and not to use them. He just liked to collect them, uh, and uh, and 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 she was like, you know, like the normal kid in the family. Look, I I liked Les. Uh, he he and I worked together mm-hmm. a, a, a couple of times, and he's the legend. And I'm glad people remembered him when he yeah. died. Yeah, they won't he's remember me, guy. but I I much rather they remembered Les. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they'll remember you, Bruce. I hope they don't because I hope I outlast everyone. So, <laughs> well, you know what? When you look that young, you just may. Okay, there you go. There you go. So, <laughs> I am going to tell you a scary story another okay. time because I want to have you on again. Okay. And if I, you have I, any, and if you have any scary stories, I want you to tell me. But I, st- I just wanted to tell you that well, I. Well, I'll just tell you the one scary yeah. story that I have, and uh, it actually happened on January sixth, not. A couple of years ago. Oh, now, I was going to say, yeah, that was pretty scary. It was January the 6th, 1974. Uh, my wife and I, we weren't married yet, saw The Exorcist at the Lawrencewood oh Theater. God. And I slept with the light on since. Yes, yes. So, um, I, and she was bored because she'd read the book and said the movie didn't live up to the book. To me, it was... <sighs> It was the most frightening experience I've ever had. I mean, people were throwing up in the movie theater, you know, and it I, was, uh, it, it, it was, it was terrifying. Uh, and, uh, and that, and, and that was a real experience. It wasn't paranormal. It wasn't out of body, but, yeah. um, it, no. I, I remember, I remember what I was wearing that day. It was a red check shirt. I mean, it's all frozen in my, in, in my memory. And this, this happened almost 50 years ago. That is the most, I don't, I don't, let's put it this way. I won't ghost hunt. I've been invited because I am afraid being the good Catholic girl I am. I don't need anything following me home. Okay. I don't want to tick (laughs) off God. I really don't. Now you don't know what people are messing with. I'm just, I love suspense. I love thrillers, but there's a lot of dark stuff out there. I don't need that in my life right now. So I I talk to people that have experienced it. So I don't have to. And when I saw the exorcist, I waited for my bed to levitate for weeks after it was done sure, and just thought, sure. bah, bah, bah. I'm like, oh, hell well, I like no. That. I like that. You like that? Yes. Oh, that's is that you? Yes. 
Yes. Well, that's really good. I used to have a line, your, your mother sucks popsicles. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, but I, it's not as good as you, you could get into it. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Well, oh, if you're I, scaring me. You're if frightening I, if me. If I start talking. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> start talking like that. Um, right. Then I do need, I do need a priest. But yeah, that one I won't ever watch again. That one was too no, real. I, I couldn't even stand when it would come. I couldn't believe they showed it on television. Yeah, too real. And, and I would just qu- quickly change the channels. You know, of course, seeing it in the movie theater was a whole different experience. Oh my god! Just awful. <sighs> then just when awful. I'll just I'll end it with this. When she, I think I remember because, like I said, I only watched it once, and I'll never do. Mm. She was writing yeah. on a chalkboard or something. Yeah. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. And she turned Stop around. It. Stop, Jill. Stop. Okay. Anyway, Bruce, it has been such a pleasure having you on my show. Thank you for Thank scaring you. the hell out of me, Jill or Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I'm clapping oh, man. like a trained seal. See, if you, if you have done See, the traffic like that on Channel 2, they wouldn't have cared where you pointed to. Because you're pointing to hell right now. Yeah, oh, go down God. south. Yeah, you know what? For sure. <laughs> So you could work with me in the current. You oh could. God. You can. You must. Oh, boy. But you've been great. Right. And thank, thank you, you for so taking much for the time out. On. And next time we start with a paranormal story. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've got I've all got right. some. And, um, you know, we all have them. Some people just don't talk about them. Right. right you know. Right. All right. All right. We'll see. Right, thanks. Sweet dreams. Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Bruce Wolf, you're awesome. Thank you for being my guest. Thank and you, thank Jill. you for listening to the Jill or Jackpot Podcast. <laughs> Peace.